0: Hello, and welcome to the G2 Podcast. So, we, there's a phrase in Mexico we say a lot, and it's, échale ganas. I, I wrote the phonetic pronunciation, so let's, why don't we try to say it together? So, let, let's go Mexican today. Échale ganas. Great <laughs> and, 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 and that was great. So, so after this, uh, there's going to be one time that I'm hoping that everyone is going to say together again. Great. Perfect. And we use this phrase to encourage people in different aspects of life. Imagine that you went to support a friend running a marathon and, and you are at the point where they, they are going to hear you. And as the friends get closer and closer you start feeling all the emotions, you know that your friend is coming. And and then you just shout. Yay. So this is something that we that we use to cheer up people. And we shout, ganas!" So that that that's how we will use it. But the reality of these words is that they have the power to encourage your friend to push a little bit harder, not only to keep going during the race, but as they hear these words, they go faster. La- last year, Hannah here in the room ran, he participated in that triathlon, and, and I went to support her. I didn't do anything for the race, nor did I train with her before the race to make sure that she, she was informed. And, I, and actually, I didn't know, I did, which she was, but I, I didn't know how hard the, the competition was going to be. But the only thing I did was to wake up on a Sunday morning, go to University of York campus to support her. That's, that's the only thing I did. And, and, and I think she invited me because she knows that we Mexican, as creators of the Mexican wave, we can shout loud, so we choose the spot, and we stay there to wait and every time she will pass through, we will just shout <laughs> okay, one more time. We will just shout <laughs> yes, so <laughs> and she had no clue i I didn't she this is the first time she's listening to the, to these words, so in that moment she didn't have any idea of what do they mean. But as as we shouted, Shana's Hannah's posture changed and, and she was going from like <laughs> so and this is so accurate. She was she was running this pace and they, we were just there and start shouting <laughs> and the pace will just increase. It was amazing. But <laughs> But Echa Leganas is not something that we will say only in marathons, on marathons, at marathons. But we encourage people, inspiring each other to be strong, as courageous, as life is hard, which is 90% of the time. And I grew up hearing this phrase spurring me on at school, at university, and later on and at work. And and this not only come from my family, from my close family members, but also from colleagues, from members, and they will just say, Como dado? Ganas. come on, come on. And as I was thinking about today, I really tried to find a phrase in English or a word in English and, and the best I found what? Come on, lad. <laughs> Stiff up a lip. And It just doesn't have the same reaction. Stiff up a lip. She just said, like, God, stiff up a lip. (laughs) So, like, could you imagine that on that day, Hannah was running and we were just, like, stiff up a lip. Stiff up a lip. And she was, like, (laughs) She does run like, run like that, by the way. And, But but I wonder if this cultural difference affects the way we see God and our spirituality. When we see the Bible, we see it as a book of rules difficult to follow and something for religious people, something that feels hard, rather than seeing God's heart bringing hope, filling us with joy and peace as we trust in Him. So... I want to challenge us today, everyone here. Let's go a tiny bit more Mexican and as let's see when God is saying, Come on, echale ganas. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like picturing life as a marathon because it's great to use Hannah's example when she runs. But also if we think deeper Life is like a marathon or any other competition. Both require attention and effort. And, and the Bible uses this analogy. It's not about reaching the line first. It, it's never going to be about that. But at the end of the day, we'll finish the line. Both need perseverance and learning from every experience to progress and to keep up living. Sometimes we find shortcuts. And other days or other seasons, we are running up the hill. During the track, we encounter people who will make the travel easier and more enjoyable, and other times will help people in their journey. And during the race, God will say to us, Échale ganas. And other times, other times, He will say, Surrender. Just surrender. And by surrender, I don't mean giving up or quitting. I mean stepping into the unknown. And something that I found is that every big adventure starts with surrender. Think about anything significant achievement in your life. What do you have to do before you start it? Do you have complete certainty that you will accomplish it? Or did you have to step into the unknown and say, okay, I'm going to give it a go? So stepping into the unknown is surrendering any confidence or guarantee on the future and accepting what is next. And this could be terrifying. But there are times when surrendering is the best option because it will bring blessings, when these decisions will produce faith. When God calls us to step into the unknown, is because he has a good plan for us. And with the big jump, a big blessing will follow. So let let's explore this idea together of surrendering. We have been talking about the life of Abraham here at G2. And no worries if you don't know who he is, but we can find his life in the book of Genesis, the first book at the at the start of the Bible, and from chapters twelve and fifty. And and, and today is a recap, but we are not reading thirty-eight chapters, so don't worry. But someone very kind condensed his story in Hebrews, which comes much later in the New Testament. So let's read together Hebrews 11 from 8 to 10. Hebrews 11, chapter, no, chapter 11, verse 8 to 10. If you have your Bibles, I have mine here. It says, By an act of faith, Abraham said yes to God's call to travel to an unknown place that will become his home. When he left, he had no idea where he was going. By an act of faith, he lived in the country, promised him, lived as a stranger, camping in tents. Isaac and Jacob did the same, living under the same promise. Abraham did it by keeping his eye on an unseen city with real, eternal foundations. The city designed and built by God. It's quite deep. But let, let's, let's, let's bring it into perspective. So, so imagine I'm, I'm just one day having my regular tea, having a massive plate of bangers and mashers and, uh, and mash. And, 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 and casually, as you do, after every tea time, God speaks to you. And I'm just there finishing my tea and God speaks. Adonio. Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. Adoniel. By the way, <laughs> that, God is British <laughs> in this scenario. So I, I was already here, by the way. That's that's what it happened. So. And I don't know how many of you have moved from one country to another. Actually, there a few people in this room that have experienced the same thing. But, and, and I can speak from my own experience. It's, it can be very scary. And and even though I, I knew I was coming to the UK, I had no clue all the things I was going to experience here my new home. And if, if we see the life of Abraham, it, it was sorted out. He had everything he, he he needed. His family was wealthy, good weather in the region, good food. He had found love. And all circumstances that you will say, well, why would you move out if you have such a nice weather? That's what people, every time I tell them I moved from Mexico, ask me, why did you move out? And, and I always say, well, because of the weather and the food. But God God is the owner of everything and any wealth power strength we have originated with God and and you can ask but was it not God who gave everything to Abraham and and now is he saying leave it all behind that that just doesn't make any sense so i heard the first part i think i i heard the first the first part and, and God carried on talking to me. And he said, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. And that's when the promise of God comes. Abraham went out. He stepped into the unknown and left his home after a promise, after a blessing, something that he could not see, but, but, but with faith, he went after it. It sounds difficult to I like, act like Abraham because I, I like the things I see. I like the things I can touch. So why, why would I step into something that is not going to give me security? But when God calling, is calling us, we can have the certainty that there's a promise coming to us. There's healing. There's peace. There's love and hope coming to our lives. And I know this, I know that, will, that that God is not a man and he, he doesn't lie. He's not human, so he doesn't change his mind. His mind. So what he promised, he's going to make it. When God calls us to step into the unknown, there is redemption and salvation. But we need to respond with faith to that calling and surrender. And the life of Abraham shows that, God can talk to anyone because back in the days, he he was not Christian. There there was not Christianity. He he was not also Jews. that, That came later. So it's wonderful that God can speak to you. It doesn't matter if you come to church or if you don't come to church. God can speak to you. But when God called him, he decided to step into the unknown so the life of abraham is is a living example of what faith is in action and when we have faith we can keep our eyes on better things heavenly things but the adventure only starts with surrender when we put our faith in god he becomes our strength and our shield even in the unknown so when when i was 12 years old i broke my elbow the right elbow and in the most silly way you can imagine. I was playing with my friends in a park and, and there was a rope. There was a rope on a tree. And and, and you could climb one part of the tree and then put your, feet, your foot in and then swing. And with my friends, I used to love to see how many different things we can do. So, I don't know. We would hold the rope and try to sit like this. We will swing like this and all of those all of these things really make children from Mexico go to A and E more regularly than here in the UK. I promise you that. So it was my turn. I took the rope, put my foot in, I held the rope, I think, and I jump. I wasn't holding the I wasn't holding the the, the rope and and as the natural loss of gravity. I, I don't know if I have if we have physicians here. But but my body was attracted to the nucleus of the earth while my feet was still in the rope. So I just jumped and with the weight of my body I broke my elbow and and oh, it hurt. It really, really hurt. and and my elbow broke. and And I know that this jump is not stepping into, the unknown. You this is this is not what we're talking about. This is not an act of faith or an act of surrender. I may say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump without holding the rope and see what happens. Now, this this is not the story. So let let's carry on. So my parents took me to a and I got an X ray of my elbow, and and yes, it was so fully broken. And, and And the doctors ask, "How did this happen?" and I tell my mom, please don 't tell them how did this happen because i just I just felt very, very silly in that day but well the the analysis came and and the doctor said, "This kid needs surgery, uh, but we need to wait because you you had dinner so it won 't be possible to put the anesthetic and I was pretty sad because the foreseeable future didn't look good I'm pretty active so the, the the best scenario was four months without moving my shoulder so after the surgery four months with a cast and then months of of therapy which at that time of my life I was not hoping to have such a such a injury my mom was very worried about the surgery and 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 as the day carried on, more doctors came to see my case. It, it just didn't look great. The, the, the elbow was pretty broke. And, and the diagnosis was to have a surgery at around 3 a.m. And in the waiting time, I was reminded of God's power. I was reminded of his voice speaking those promises to the prophet called Jeremiah that, that we read in the Old Testament and it says, for I will restore your health, and I will heal your wounds. And at that moment, I decided to step into the unknown. And as a 12-year-old 12, 12 lad who has never seen a miracle of healing decided to pray, and with faith, I said, Mom, don't worry. Don't worry. And she was, what do you mean? Just don't worry. I'm going to live this hospital without any surgery and and she was crying because she was saying like haven't you heard what the doctor said haven't you seen the x-ray picture like your your elbow is pretty bad and I said yeah but I know that God can heal me so don't worry I will leave this hospital without any surgery. And, and I imagine Abraham remembering these words as he left his house, when he experienced troubles, but accepting with faith God's promises, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. Knowing that the creator of the universe was by his side at every moment. So the time of this surgery arrived, I was taken to the operating room and something that never happens happened. Before they applied the anesthetic, the doctor said, Wait, can we just check your elbow one more time? And I was like, Yeah, go on. And, and then he checked my elbow. And so before the operation, but no, before, when I went to AE, I could move. This was the maximum movement I have with my elbow and everything further ahead or oh, i just couldn't do it my elbow started moving until here and he was surprised he asked what did you do and i said what you mean yeah what did you do it's different now so he said i can i can i cannot perform the surgery in this kid please take, take someone take him to the x-ray room so they took another picture and and there was a big discrepancy between the x-ray taken at 4 p.m. and the one at 3 a.m. And my elbow was not broken anymore. No one in the room could believe what just happened. The doctors were like, literally, you could see the pictures, my name, and the, pic- the, the pictures were very, very different. But my elbow was healed. And, and I left the hospital without needing any surgery. A four-month recovery process changed to only one month with a cast. I, it was an awful injury, so I, there was a little bit of trauma in my in my elbow, so I still used the cast. But in that day, I realized that God exists. And that if we stepped into the unknown with faith, he is the one in charge, and he can do whatever he wants with our lives. There is a great reward when we surrender future expectations, when we trust in the Lord with all our heart, and not in our own understanding. He is the one who directs our lives. But we need to surrender. Abraham, the Bible says, by an act of faith, said yes to God's call to travel to the unknown. And with the same faith, Jesus Christ surrendered. to death, even death on a cross. God surrendered his one and only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God started the trip with surrendering, surrender his only son so that you and I could live. And the biggest promise that God has made to us we we won't receive it here on earth although we are given eternal life we still die but the gift is real and the promise will kept but if we trust in god we can see this promise in our lives and welcome it while we are here on earth the lord has plans to prosper us and not to harm us plans to give us hope on a future and we get to enjoy those gifts here on earth but the only thing's we need to do is is to surrender to step into the unknown and this is this is not our religious goal because god doesn't want to show us a religions he wants to develop a relationship when Following Jesus is not a religion, and he never spoke about a religion, but he spoke about a way to discover love, a way to discover life, a way to discover love. And as we keep living, there is always more in him. I have experienced that God is real. And not only for the things that I can see around me, the creation, all the nature, but for also the things that he has done in my life. And the story of my elbow not only changed my life, but enabled me to see and to have more faith in Him. To see more miracles in my life. And blessing that haven't stopped and and will continue. The, 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 The only fact that I'm here is just a miracle of God. That He provided everything for me to be here. But everything started with an act of faith. Stepping into the unknown. And today we have an invitation. We know from the Bible that God says, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see, if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will, be room, that there will not be room enough to store it in. Is the only time in the Bible where God says to someone, test me. Surrender to me and test me in this. And you're going to see, if with my hand, I'm not going to deposit every blessing in your life. But just surrender. Test me on this. Give it a try. Put your faith in me and just keep into the unknown. Stepping into the unknown for I am waiting for you at the end of the track. Run towards me, run in faith towards me, and do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand, for I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Just run by my side. Even if you surrender, I'll be there. Running by your side. You just need to do the same. Run by my side. And I I don't know if you have heard this message before. Or maybe this is the first time you are listening to something like this. Maybe you have had questions about God recently. And you say, Do you really exist? Or maybe there's something that you've been praying for. And because that prayer hasn't been answered, you you ask, can you really do it? Or maybe you have already taken the first step and stepped into the unknown. But your eyes are not on the heavenly promise. You started the race, but maybe you got distracted and and the track is just completely different. God is not running by your side. Jamie, can she help me with the kiss, please? So, whatever your situation is, I, I want to pray for you. And why not today? We, sh- we just give it a try. We just give it a go. God says, test me. I don't know how he's going to look for you. If it's going to happen today, is it's going to happen tomorrow. But he's saying, test me. Test me on this and see if I am not God. So we have an invitation to respond today and to stepping into the unknown. Maybe there are some areas that you recognize I could step into the unknown more. As we reflect in this word in these words. Maybe there are other areas that you say, God, I know that you are there, but I really need you to say echaleganas today. Because I am about to give up. But I know that you can make it. So I want to pray for you. And if this is a, if it, if this is your case, why why don't you take this brave step and step into the unknown by standing up, stay in your place. No one is seeing you with the eyes closed. If we want to step into the unknown, whether it's the first time. Whether you praise, God, give me more faith. One of the, my favorite miracles in the Bible is when God, when the blind Bartimaeus starts claiming, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. Jesus, son of David, have mercy. And Jesus approached him and he said, What do you want me to do? And he says, I want to see. But that I want to see is not. I want. I want to have the security that my future uh, with the things I can see is gonna be fine. But I want to see you. I want to see your glory. I want to have faith. Give me eyes to see you. Give me eyes to see when you are moving. Give me eyes to see when you are calling. Give me ears to hear when you are calling me go to the unknown.